Hey, cool dude, can I play too? Uh, uh, it's only a one-player game. Then how come it says second-player score? You're listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Nerdpunk's Second Player Score. Alright, so this is a very special episode of Second Player Speaks, the official podcast of Second Player Score. Uh, it's very special because today we have in-house uh, the guys from Laurelhurst. Hello. We have uh, CJ, Jesse, Max, Matt. Welcome. Hello. hello. Thank Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, you here. Thank you for having us. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we actually, uh, we, this is a good time because we have actually have a show coming up with you guys on uh, February 8th. Yes, we do. Which is a, a CD release slash last show? Yes, so it is the final Laurelhurst oh, show. Okay, so I think Kyle, like, you wanted to know, like, why is this uh, a CD release and a last show? Like, why? That, that seems kind of a... Uh, Contradictory yes, in a way, I have right? so. I have two main questions today. That being the first, <laughs> that being the first one. So, please expand. Tell me. So the uh, it's a CD release show because we have a an album that we recorded uh, with our good buddy uh, Jason McGee, um, and it is already out on Spotify, Bandcamp, and uh, what's that other big one? Apple. I forgot. You know the the, the fruit people. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much like wherever you get your streaming. Uh, uh, the album's called Garage Basement Studio, and uh, the reason it actually the reason it's called that is because um, we recorded in three phases. Uh, so Jason, the guy who um, produced and engineered the album, and then um, quick shout out to uh, um, Neil, who uh, I cannot remember his last name right now. I feel like such a jerk. Um, uh, he uh, mastered the album. He did a, an amazing job. I'll find his name in a little bit, and I will give him absolute due credit. But um, we recorded it in three phases, so it's called Garage Studio or Garage Basement Studio, and um, we recorded the first three songs in his. It was like his aunt's garage, um, kind of over in like the Gresham area, oh, cool, and then cool. um, we then recorded the next two songs in uh, his buddy's basement and then um, he eventually moved into a house that they actually turned into like a kind of like their own like like real makeshift studio and that's where we recorded the last um, the last seven songs for the album so just garage studio basement kind of sounded like a like an appropriate garage basement studio dyslexia is is really rough folks <laughs> dyslexia is, is, is tough go um, and then the big reason it's it's our last show is um, largely because this lovely gentleman right here i'm so sorry uh moved to eugene oregon uh for work oh. um and then uh um, matt over here has a fantastic new job as a member of law enforcement and his job is a little bit difficult to kind of work around the traditional sense um so it felt kind of like a just kind of a good chance to move move on for something else and i personally speaking i was never a huge fan of like the bands where it was like it's basically just like one guy and just like a rotating bunch of like other bands and stuff like that. And like mm. not to throw any other like bands under the bus or anything like that, but like, and you like, I, and because I love them so much, like the Ataris, for instance, I absolutely love the Ataris, but it's Chris Rowe. Um, right. I like panic at the <laughs> yeah. disco is a cool band, but it is, that's Brandon, Brandon Yuri. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. And it's like, it's, it's almost kind of comes across like kind of a stage name. Like I get it. If it's a thing like, 
hey, it's, you know, like a person and then like a backing band or something like that or something of that nature. But it was I, with Max and Matt kind of in their predicament. And then like, you know, I, I'm looking for work potentially outside of the state of Oregon too. So doctor. Yes. Thank you. Um, doctor done. Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow, go, go Cougs. <laughs> um, and so it's just kind of a lot of that. It's just kind of, I didn't really want it to be like a rotating cast of people in, in this entity that is Laurelhurst. So it felt just more appropriate to kind of like maybe move on, find something together, but you never know. It's not like, you know, you never know what the future holds. So we might do something later on. Yeah. I mean, I think Brian and I were in a band up to 2004 and then that all kind of dissipated life happened and mm-hmm. I went back to school and you know we did our separate things and then by whatever chances ended up happening 2011 boom we're back together you know mm-hmm. so you never know what's going to happen exactly yeah so I mean it's uh, I feel like I'm kind of bogarting the conversation here so I'm sorry you guys feel free to feel free to jump in anytime <laughs> I, I am being that quintessential douchebag from me and I, I think, apologize I think it's cool that, I mean I think it's kind of cool though I mean you guys like before you guys are all done before you hang it up you you do have a full album to put out, mm. and uh, you get to have that one final show to kind of you know give it its send off and everything. So that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I you know it's kind of what bittersweet as they say. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the hope is that um, you know like I mean I would like to start another project later on down the line where we can all like you know even intermittently play music together in some capacity. So. Sure. You know. Yeah, I can't imagine this is the last time ever we're going to ever play music together. Exactly. But as this particular entity, it's time to do something different and then just see where life goes after that. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's it's nice that you guys aren't this isn't a breakup cuz like, ah, we're just sick of each other. We can't stand it anymore. No, it's cuz you guys got other things that are being, you know, like those are the successful things that those are the roads that you're traveling down now. But, you know, like like I said, like for us, we had some other personal roads we had to go down. And then eventually they ended up meeting back and, you know, we started interacting again. And maybe that's what it is for you guys. Like four or five years down the line, everyone's like lives will start settling down, becoming a little more predictable. And, you know, maybe you guys will be in close proximity again. Or That's the hope, but this one bought a house in Eugene's. So <laughs> 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 hey, you know, Airbnb hey, it, man. Hey, hey, it means gigs in Eugene. Hey. hey. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we expand our territory a little bit. Exactly. Go. I dig that. Go get some Ninkasi. Uh, I also, okay, so question number two, by the way. Uh, I think we covered this years ago when we played once, but of course, everyone knows when you're playing in a show and you're having conversations, you only hear about half of the conversation because it's so fucking loud. <laughs> yep. So uh, I I ask this just because I'm always interested in it with every band. Uh, the is, is there, and if there is, what is the story behind the name Laurelhurst? Google Maps. <laughs> Here Period. we go. That's a story in itself. <laughs> Boom. Done. Next podcast so, so what question. Was it? Was it three for the win that... Somebody in Texas already had that we played. A yes, shows as. there was, there was something I can't remember because oh, when that's right. the original lineup the was win. myself, Jesse, and Matt, and um, actually, um, uh, partner in crime and by storm the first two tracks on the album. That is actually Matt on drums. So I yeah, it's, I, give I a little credit where credits due yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the original name was like three for the win. I think we had just like the one. There was like two criteria we had when picking a band name, and it was like. 
um, like a, a place associated with with Oregon or like Portland area, or like a sports reference because we're big sports nerds. Right. Um, and originally it was three for the win. And I think if I recall correctly, that was we actually went by three for the win during our first show. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And um, oh, <laughs> in the now defunct <laughs> slab town. This is, this is news to me. Learn something new about each other every day. So we had relationships before you, Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. Um, and yeah, so we, um, we there was, an, yeah, and Matt's totally spot on. I believe we found like a band in Texas called like Three for the Win or something like that. Where it's like, ah, we weren't really married to the idea anyway. So um, we decided, and then, yeah, we're just like looking on Google Maps and we're like, Laurel Hurst, like that's actually kind of a cool name. And then we just like couple Google searches, just Facebook searches and Instagram searches to make sure it wasn't taken, and it wasn't. So we're just like, sweet. Jesse, what was what was some of the other names we were bringing up? Uh, well, Jesus Christ. A personal favorite was cheese is not my forte. Uh, <laughs> or no, cheese is my forte. I think that's, cheese that's what is it was. even better. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that that definitely uh, deserves honorable mention. Cheese is like my forte. People can connect with that one. Cheese is my forte. Yeah, that was that was definitely one. I think um, that will definitely be featured on an album at some point in the future in one of our future projects. Yeah, it should at least be a track name at or, some point. Yeah. Dude, that should great be a concept album. album. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. Start uh, with cheddar. That's pretty good. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's already starting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want I want to talk about the the sports nerd because I am also a sports nerd myself, and I, I assume you guys are Blazers fans, right? Very much yes. so. Yeah, so. So what is wrong with the team this year? Like uh, last year was so promising. And is it just because of Nurk- Nurkic is gone or like what is the what is the problem? I think it has a lot to do with um, just I mean, I think the injury bug definitely plays a role in that. The thing that got the Blazers through a lot of their um, situations last year or even really the past couple of years, uh, the reason they've been so successful is because of the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you had Aminu, you had um, Harkless, uh and a couple other players that were very, very key to the role, like like bench roles, or at least like third and fourth option to uh, Lillard, McCollum, and Nurk. Mm-hmm. And um, when you have a couple of seasons to develop a chemistry like that, um, you're you're going to have an advantage over the teams that maybe don't have that um, that level of chemistry. And so I think the Blazers were able to get away with maybe some of their uh, physical deficiencies. Um, or maybe like even though as a unit they may not be as talented, but their chemistry kind of propelled them to places that they I think took a lot of people by surprise. And I think this year we have so many new faces and so many new uh, players that like would otherwise like as a unit. I think they're probably better in terms of individual skill set, but just as a unit they just aren't they aren't living up to it. Mm. I think too many two of the offenses relying on just one on one. They have so little assists in games. Mm. They need to. They need to be playing better team ball to actually run in plays. So, do you think it's a matter of like just having to get through this season, just kind of learning how to play with each other, and then maybe like next season will we will be better? Or I think it's it's certainly possible. I think once they kind of build that a similar chemistry that they had in in like a team they had like the past couple of years, I think it'll it'll definitely improve. So, mm. I imagine there'll be a lot of turnover, and hopefully, you know. Hood will come back next year stronger than he had been, and uh, you know Nurt comes back strong, and Zach Collins from his injury. I think those those three injuries this year in particular have been very detrimental to the team. Uh, uh, I know there's some pundits out there that say like, oh, well, I don't know if how big of a role that that played. I I think it did, especially on the defensive side of things, mm-hmm. where they've really struggled. 
Might be a little hard, though, for the team chemistry with all the one-year contracts that are going to expire this year, too. That, too. <laughs> sure, It'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got the chance to talk sports because I, I think like that's one of the aspects of pop culture that we haven't touched on yet with our podcast. But, um, like, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge sports fan. And so I, I'm glad we got a chance to uh, to kind of talk about that today. So yep. whenever at least two people in this room right now wearing Seahawks gear. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Go Seahawks. Yep, yep. Yeah, anytime you want to talk sports, we are we are here. We can definitely fill that niche for pop culture. So nice. That could be the, well, the Laurelhurst podcast. No, there is no Laurelhurst podcast. But if you guys were going to have one, it could have been a sports one, because you guys would gone forever for that. Actually, what I really appreciate about your podcast is actually um, it is the kind of use you like I love your format where you kind of have like a pop culture thing you talk about and then like a music thing. And sometimes those two things kind of blend together. But then you also have like a beer side of things where you talk about that, which, again, we're all big beer nerds as well. So, like, I always kind of thought it would be kind of fun to do a uh, like a like a sports and spirits podcast or something like that, oh, where it's like cool. the band could talk about like sports yeah. and then like have a yeah. drink of the day or something like that. Oh, so, for yeah. sure. Very, very similar, to actually. What, what, and that's actually like, like what you all have going on. And I think it's actually why your your podcast is so awesome. So, cool. well, thank oh, you. Thanks. Well, thanks. Yeah, we do appreciate that you uh, are such a uh, fervent uh, listener. Listen to every episode. I am the number one fan. Anyone <laughs> can fight me. On that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fun. It's uh, I don't know. I mean, we were uh, just trying to think of like, you know, some content ideas, and and uh, podcasts seem to be the thing to do. You know, we. It's like we already come to practice and just talk shit the whole time anyway. Yeah, so we, we waste a lot of time just like doing, you know, just oh talking. Yeah. And yeah. Like, we were thinking, well, why don't we make something productive out of it? We'll just record it and turn it into a thing. And, you know, so that's oh. kind of how the so whole So the only idea thing that, that changed was you put mics to your bullshit. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. He's still talking well, to no. the mic. Oh, yeah, for yeah, the recorder. Recorder. It's not the mics. Oh, it's right. adding the recorder. It's recording. And it, we, yeah. I'm sorry. And we, we added a, 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 a loose format. Yeah. <laughs> it was like literally between every song, as soon as the downbeat is done, it's like, do you know what I saw today on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, yeah. like without, it's like literally like the next yeah. beat. And we're like, what, what, what'd you see? What'd you see? What, what was it? <laughs> I can't, yeah. Can't tell you the number of times, like, bam, we hit, hit the, the last symbol hit to stop the song. Okay. So last night you won't believe what the fuck happened on TV. <laughs> like, like we weren't even just playing a song. So, <laughs> uh, before we started uh, doing recording today's podcast episode we guys were talking about uh, uh jar jar is jar jar binks a sith lord right oh, yeah yes he did jump in the water when he first <laughs> met anyone he did a force jump in the water he went 60 feet in the air and boom somebody just has to teach him you know he doesn't know yeah. what his powers are. He Jar just Jar does it. was Ray before Ray was Ray. Yep. It was. It was yeah. just Ray. So, I mean, you know, I grew up watching watching yes. all three as they came out in the theater. And so when when Phantom Menace was going to come out, I was just waiting. Like I could not wait. Right. We were in line at the theater, the first you know people to see the first showing, the whole deal. And I remember seeing Jar Jar Binks come on the screen. I'm like. What happy fucking horse shit is this? <laughs> <laughs> whose who's fucking idea was this, right? Because, okay, as a kid, now I've just recently watched Return of the Jedi again. As an adult, I'm cool with the Ewoks. I was pissed sure, as a kid. Because I'm like, one of the things I, of course, as a kid, you always want to be treated like an adult. Like you're older, like you're mature, whatever, right? So I always loved Star Wars because it was a movie I could relate to. But 
it was like it was like a real adult movie. There was nothing funny or cute about it. It was just a movie, right? And then we find out that they have the Ewoks, which at first I'm a little like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm okay with this, right? And then come to find out before the movie even comes out, they were supposed to be Wookiees, but they wanted to make it cute, more relatable to kids. It's a good solid decision Man, right was, there. <laughs> dude, I was <laughs> pissed. It shrank them like, by like four feet. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what the hell, right? So... So I'm I'm still bitter about that as a grown adult, you know, Phantom Menace is coming out, and here's Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, dude, did they just shit the pot even worse this time? Like, the Ewoks was one thing, but what the hell is this? But I did always have in the back of my mind, is this guy going to end up turning out to be some, like, fucking, like, Easter egg that like shows yeah, up so if, if four keep, episodes from now, like ready to fucking destroy people. So if you with keep just in mind, glance. if you keep in mind that the Ewoks are actually fucking, I mean, they they eat stormtroopers. I mean, they those yeah, guys dude. are. You know, oh yeah, no, I see them much differently now. Yeah. They're a delicacy. And so yeah. if you think if you they think about that, and you cook. think and you think that Jar Jar Binks <laughs> is a Sith Lord, then you know it kind of you know redeems stuff a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I I mean, if all of a sudden I see, you know I saw Jar Jar Binks come out and lightning coming out of his fingertips like the emperor and shit. That would be different. There you go. Right. You know. One thing I... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, at, at 12 years old, the emperor shooting lightning out of his fingers was the most amazing special effect ever, and you knew it was real because when the lightning stopped, Luke was smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> legit. That's pretty legit. Um, also, quick... was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Quick shout out to uh, Neil Engel, who was the guy who mastered our album. Oh, I just wanted excellent. to give him proper, proper props to uh, an individual who did a great job uh, making us sound significantly better than we uh, actually are. So, <laughs> I, dude, I enjoyed the album. I, um, right after it came out, I listened to it through. Um, of course, recognized a few of the songs, but was happy to, to like hear some stuff that I had never heard from you guys before. So, definitely solid album. Uh, right, right up there with uh, I, I mean anyone that's like down with the pop punk, especially that like early two thousand sound is like gonna be totally cool with this. It's a little bit of a time capsule, I thought. The Tony yeah. Hawk Pro Skater era. Yes. Yeah. I did hear yes. the feedback that I did receive on the album. I heard the word nostalgic quite a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, nice. I'd say Pro Skater three. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that one it was a good one too. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was happy to hear it. Uh, if I um, if I actually get my radio show going again, then uh, I'll definitely be throwing some Laurelhurst back on. No, please do. That'd so you awesome. said again. So you had a previous radio show. No, well, no. I mean, it's always been the same one, but I I took the normal holiday hiatus, and that's uh, kind of gone into gotcha. January. And I'm really debating on. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it going again at all or not. Mm-hmm. I, like. The the 2020 has started off a little, I guess, busier neck, than I expected to. Yes, neck breaking. <laughs> and so I, I <laughs> for those of you who don't have a uh, visual uh, view on what's going on, Kyle is currently rocking a neck brace right now. Yes, <laughs> very stylish. So, so yeah, it's it it started off a lot differently than expected, and the the time to do the show is in question. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see. I mean, the nice thing is, is that the people that that run the station are like really cool about everything so mm-hmm. you know they're just like look just take your time figure out what you want to do but if you don't want to do it again let us know you know mm-hmm. so who knows we 
We have uh, uh, other DJs sometimes. We had a guy, he he's starting his show up again on the 17th, and he's been gone for a few months because like, life just got in the way. He mm-hmm. wasn't able to do it. But now he's coming back. He got his shit sorted, and now he's ready to go again. Same thing with me. You know, I'll get a few things out of the way, and there'll be time to start up again. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I do enjoy doing it. Yeah. Especially, like, get getting to meet to... so many people, I'm sure. Yes, and... that's the big thing, especially meeting bands um, locally mm-hmm. was one of the biggest things, and getting to uh, get exposure out to bands that I actually can physically meet, you know. So that was really cool. It was. It was a good listen. I enjoyed the show. And... um I, I guess if listeners don't already know this, uh, Laurel Hurst um, played uh, our uh, first uh, uh, CD release show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was at, a, um, yeah. oh, God, Sandy Hut. Was that Sandy Hut? Yes, oh, Sandy yeah. Hut. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I was trying to remember where. A long yeah. time ago. Like, we ended up, like, you guys, literally one of the only good things to come out for us to come out of Reverb Nation. Yeah, I remember you messaging when I was in Portland State. Yeah, yeah. Matt ended up like uh, messaging us, and he's like, "Well, I really like your guys' music and stuff." And I don't remember how I figured it out that you were in a band, but I figured it out, and I went and I listened. I was like, "Well, I really like these guys," and we had a show coming up. I'm like, "I'd like to play with these guys." (laughs) Yeah, and it was and stab in the dark, right? Was it just us three, or was there uh, else? Kings and Vagabonds? Oh, that's out tonight. They had yeah. the uh, the bass player who's in the wheelchair. Yeah, Will. yeah. incredibly yeah. talented guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they all were really like all of them as musicians. Oh, they totally them being were really yeah. good too. Yeah. Yeah, they were a great, great band. Yeah. And uh, I think around, uh, no, they actually have all like kind of gone separate. I think uh, so. The drummer Dylan ended up going and playing with the Toads. Yep. Okay. And uh, th- who have since disbanded. Um, I think Matt's now singing with the Redeemers. Yeah. And then I think he has like a Red Hot Chili Peppers tribute band or cover band kind of thing, which is, which is perfect for him, man. I mean, oh, that's 100%. like way right up his alley. And then Will started, uh, I don't know if he's, I think he's still playing bass uh, for a new band. I can't remember their name, but. They're like very artsy and punk and hardcore. It's all kind of this blend. I played him on my show a couple of times. He sent me a few tracks. And uh, uh, yeah, it is way out there, but it's very, very well done. Like, I I really like it. So, and then uh, I don't remember their guitar player, Mike. I don't know that he's doing anything. I think he's just settling down. Yeah. He got married and stuff. But most of those guys are still doing music. I think Matt will always be singing for somebody, man. That guy's like just born to sing. Oh yeah, that guy's talented. And just like his like jumping all over the stage. He's all over the place. Like how he does not pass out, I don't know. I have so. no idea how like, there are some <laughs> bands that can just do that. And like as a singer, like I'm just kind of like I I get tired of watching them. Uh, and I yeah I don't know. Good, good on them who can do that. Right? No kidding. Uh, and then we were just asking, uh, before you guys got here, uh, the last show we played together with you guys was, was it Donnell's? Was it really that long ago? Yeah. 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 That was the one up here in Vancouver, yeah. right? Yeah. We yeah. played downtown Was that weird Vancouver. karaoke bar thing? Yep. Well, yep. we actually haven't played together as in front of anybody in a long time, just with kind of the move and with PhD stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. been a while since the four of us have played. That's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I remember, like, I, I had to kind of take a step back from the band um, to work on my dissertation and stuff. Like, that was uh, a lot of work. Now that you are, <laughs> yeah. now that you are Dr. Dunn. Yes, that is me. Dr. Dunn. So how many people have you corrected? Like, no, that's doctor. Um, you know, none, I mean, actually. I'm really, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I can't. I really try to avoid being that, like, you know, pretentious, like, <laughs> no, that is doctor to you, sir. Sit on you the know. plane. Is there a doctor on board? Well, actually. Well, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Probably not what you're looking for, but yeah. Um, no, it's like, uh, sometimes, like, I mean, in, like, professional settings, you know, if I, like, go to a conference and stuff like that, uh-huh. um, you know, then, you know, where it's a little more formal than Sure, or like if you know, like I, um, or if I'm teaching or something like that, I usually give students the option. Like you can call me, you know, Doctor Dunn or Professor Dunn or mm-hmm. just CJ. I'm not, I'm not crazy big into formalities, and I know, like all throughout school, I was always, um, I always liked the professors who were a little more okay with the informalities of like, oh yeah, I just go by your first name or something oh, yeah, like that. I've and seen, so I've seen some of your posts too, really like, um some student painted one of your nails just to get that person <laughs> yeah. to do the job. I mean, like, do your work. Yeah, I have a, a hashtag I started called CJ's Teaching Adventures. It needs to be a blog. <laughs> yeah. It really does. Oh, yeah. I thought about making it, like, uh, like opening it up, uh, like, creating, like, a book, like, a tabletop, like, you know, like, coffee table book of just all the little things that I see, like, or that have happened to me as a substitute teacher and, like, college professor and academic advisor and stuff. And uh, one of my favorite ones, uh, I was subbing a... What grade was it? It was first or second grade. Um, and I'm, kids are working on something. I'm going around the room, you know, helping kids out with their coloring or whatever they're doing as, as needed. And this little girl looks up to me. She goes, so uh, what, do your, what do your friends call you? Like, what's your first name? I'm like, oh, uh, I, I go by CJ. CJ. She's like, CJ, like, like the two letters. I'm like, yep. She's like, what does that stand for? I'm like, oh, it stands for uh, Craig James. Uh, she goes, oh, that's cool. I thought it was going to be like cookie juice. <laughs> or oh what if it was chocolate junior and i just I, wow <laughs> I, I i was exactly yes oh my goodness and i it was it was it was the best i love it yeah. great story cookie juice i would go <laughs> Cho- wait, by the way chocolate junior segues perfectly into the <laughs> oh yeah yes <laughs> excellent calculated as we, as we move into the beer section of the episode which um uh for today's beer we have um what is this worthy uh cosmic portal cocoa porter Kyle picked this out. Um, you want to tell us why? Uh, because uh, Worthy is uh, a, a very apropos name. These guys are worthy to be in anybody's fridge. Oh, uh, yeah. out of, uh, yes, they're they out of Bend, Oregon, and they are absolutely fantastic. Worthy's really good. I've had a few of their things before. Yeah. Worthy. Wor- anything I've ever had from Worthy has been exceptional. Yeah. Uh, has been Worthy. Coco Porter. So let yeah, let's check this out. Let's mm. check it out. It smells Bottoms fantastic. Up. Max, you're not supposed to shoot it. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Ah. <laughs> oh my everywhere. god, this like tastes like uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, chocolate junior. There you go. Oh Even the mouthfeel is light. <laughs> it's good. Not, it, yeah, it has that Hershey's chocolate syrup kind of thing. Swiss mix. A little bit, yeah. Mm. yeah. Like not sweet Swiss wow. mix. Yeah, it's Swiss really mix. Nice. It's the cocoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if they mm. added like a little lactose to it just to keep that little bit of sweetness. I bet. It says, uh, Most worth, likely, yeah. Worthy donates a percentage of sales to earth-friendly nonprofits. So that is very cool. Hey, Way to go, worthy. worthy. Yeah. And uh, this is a this is a porter. It's 5%, 5. 5.4%. Oh. And a little strong for a porter, which is cool. Uh, but yeah, it's very tasty. Yeah. I'm like going to pair up to drink this beer and pair it with a s'more and a steak. 
There you go. Dude, right? Go. Not necessarily in that order. Dude, too. this oh, is no. <laughs> exactly. this is fantastic. It's I so smooth. Like Anjou sauce and dip my steak in it. Oh yeah. Ooh, some Thai food with like peanut satay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. We're gonna have to get. Really we're, we're gonna have yeah. to have you guys on a on a, a, a special edition podcast where we do. Uh, beer and food pairings. Ooh, ah. Actually, that, <laughs> Max, that is right up your alley, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very down for that. Right on. Yeah. Yep. Jesse, you're a pretty dang good cook too. You probably come up with something real cool. <laughs> I can make biscuits and gravy really good. <laughs> does this, does, <laughs> Jesse? Hey, what? Man, that's all you need. Biscuits and gravy goes with everything. As you grab oh, a beer, yeah. does this pair well with the best biscuits and gravy ever? Yes. yes. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, talk about your uh, your biscuits and gravy really quick. Your legendary biscuits and gravy. Oh, uh, they're good. They're good. <laughs> there you go. What good. Uh, what beer would you pair with it? Uh, probably something really shock. Uh, well, pretty close to this. I'd say more of a coffee punch, like maybe a tweak. Mm. Something, or something a little okay. lighter than that. That'd be good. But, um, something in the like twenty dollar range is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> in the, the expensive range. Something in the cellar. Yeah, I love tasting. <laughs> various fermented grains big whiskey fan and a friend of mine and i have always fantasized about eventually opening a barbecue restaurant where he takes care of all the barbecue and i pair all the whiskeys to whatever barbecue dishes he oh, oh nice oh, call it holy God. smokes oh yeah <laughs> there you go, exactly. <laughs> yeah that we're uh, in addition to the you know the the beer line that we put together for uh, nobody's hero mm-hmm. uh we have a um a whiskey that we're gonna try to put together for um Glorified, oh, fantastic! Yeah, that's so cool. We we couldn't we couldn't figure out like uh, we had a few people ask us one time. It's like, oh, what kind of beers are you gonna have for Glorified? And it really didn't work the same way as the Nobody's mm-hmm. Hero album did. Uh, but we did in there. There, there is a there's a stuff called Toxica, and it's it's what they drink in this post apocalyptic world. It's also what they run their uh, like motorcycles and shit on too. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. so put put some hair on your chest. So, but oh, yeah. I'm You're not really much of a distiller. Up, every know, other part of your body. I know how to ferment beer, but I'm not much of a distiller. So we're we're uh, like looking around at like distilleries around the area to see if we could like you know do a small batch, like collaborate, yeah, yeah and kind of come up with with something that would be well drinkable yet maybe slightly offensive. You know, so <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> More than slightly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It has to be a little more than slightly <laughs> yeah, offensive. Yeah, I mean, they're powering their vehicles. It's, on this it's shit. motor, it's motor fuel. So yeah. yeah. But <laughs> all right. So I think uh, this we have, are about out of time for this episode. But uh, we're gonna have like some after show stuff. So be, be sure to uh, you know stick around. But um, anyway, we want to thank you guys from Lower Horse for being here. It's, um, it's, it's it's been fun. Uh, why don't you thank tell you. us a little bit about the show that's coming up and plug what you want to plug and. Everyone's looking at me. I guess yeah, it's my yeah. turn. Yep. Okay. <laughs> That's all you, man. Um, um, yeah, so Singer man. <laughs> Mr. Singer man. Um, yeah, so we are playing at the Twilight Cafe in Southeast Portland. Um, it is on February 8th. Uh, doors are at 730. Uh, we have some presale tickets available. Um, they are $8. If you get them for presale, it's 10 bucks at the door. Um and uh, if you're listening to this and you know any of the bands that we are going to be playing with, um, they have some pre-sale tickets available you can get it from. Uh, we are playing with uh, Matt Danger, who was just on an episode of the Second Player Speaks mm-hmm. podcast. Yes. Great yes, episode, yes. by the way. Um, we're also playing with uh, our pals in Stab in the Dark. 
you all fine folks in Second Player Score, mm-hmm. and um, our good friends in uh, Noise Brigade, who is a uh, band from around here I've actually been wanting yes. to play with for a very, very long time. Uh, they're signed to a record label, uh, Manic Cat Records, out of, I believe, New York, I think it is. Uh, they're a really fantastic band, and um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really great show. Um, and I know Jesse's going to want me to throw this in about uh, Twilight. It's, uh, it's a great venue if you've never been there before. Um, they do an amazing brunch, surprisingly. <laughs> um, and uh, they have p- a parking lot. You can yes. actually park in a parking lot. No street parking is yes. is necessarily yes. required. No parking in an illegal zone where you get towed five <laughs> minutes later. And you get <laughs> <and everything>. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be a fun show. We're, we're looking forward to it. And uh, so, yeah, again, like, thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and thank you so much for jumping on the show. We're really excited to have you guys. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're Second Player Score. Uh, this has been Second Player Speaks with Laurel Hurst. And uh, we'll see you next time. Laters. Aloha. Dun 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 You've been listening to the Second Player Speaks podcast with Second Player Score.